Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives of True Crime. It has been such a week. I went from Cancun, Mexico, warm, beautiful, to freezing my little booty off Texas. The Texas is frozen. It's frozen. We are inside. My kids are home from school. It is one of those. 
The Texas Freeze. That sounds like a cocktail. Let's make a cocktail. Let's make a cocktail. The Texas Freeze. I think it should be a frozen ranch water, really. Yeah. Listen to what happened to my friend. And I think it's a PSA because, you know, what's coming up, the spring break. And my girlfriend, she also had a trip to Cabo planned. So I don't know what she was thinking. But anyway, she gets to the airport. She was going with us to Cancun. Gets to the airport, hands the passports to the TSA guy, expired. I would die. Expired. Like, how did you not look? (laughs) I don't want to be a bitch, but that would just never happen to me. (laughs) That's what my husband (laughs) said, too. (laughs) I immediately said, did you check the passports? He said, that would not happen because, yes, I do that quite well in advance. Yeah. Mind you, this was a very last minute trip. Oh, I can't imagine. Oh, my God. My kids would have lost their minds. Everyone blamed me. Yeah. 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 It was sad. It was really actually super sad. They weren't able to come. And so they've been frozen for way longer than me. So sorry. Well, sorry about that. Well, I had a little experience. I, you know, we had the long weekend, but I had one day home with the kids like on Friday. They had the day off of school. So there's a little local like petting zoo that. It's not cheap. Okay. You walk in, you pet, you know, the animals. I think it's like 70 bucks for like me and the kids and a little food basket. Oh my gosh. That is really expensive too. I know. And then to buy like train tickets or something, like you got to pay extra for that. Like everything is extra once you're inside. It's not like Disneyland. Right. So I took the kids in and I remembered why we haven't been there for so long because looks like it would be really fun. It's not really that fun. You sit in a little area with guinea pigs and they bring them over to you. And all the guinea pigs are peeing and pooping all over the place. And one peed on me naturally. And there's this guy that just walks around with a squirt bottle dealing with people that are like, ew, gross, get this away from me. I, I mean, I think worst job ever. Worst job. Worst job ever. Listen, I used to take my kids when they were little to the pet store because you basically can do the same thing oh, for yeah. free. Totally. So next time, take them to the pet store. Oh, my God. I totally will. So, okay. So we go into the goat part. Okay. And there's this yeah. big sign that says, don't bring your food in, bitches. Okay. It doesn't say the bitches part, but it says no food beyond this gate. Of course, some dumb bitch brings food in and all the goats start like tackling her, you know? <laughs> so so she's, she's like, ah, yeah, she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah. So she sets her little food baskets up on the ledge and then she leaves. She gets away, like goes out of the corral and there is two gates so that the goats can't just leave. Like there's a little holding pin in between, yeah. you know? Well, she leaves the corral so quickly and in a flutter that she lets two of the goats out into the little holding pen. Okay. Yes. So she does this and then she goes and sits like a good 20 feet away. And she's just like composing herself. So I'm like, well, I got to clean up this mess. You know, I got to round the, get the goats back in. So I'm trying to get the goats back in and they're like, they're not having it. Okay. And then they realize the, she left the food on the ledge. So they knock it over. Now, this food is like 20 feet away from her. And 
you know, whatever. It's knocked over. So I get the idea to go grab a couple pieces of lettuce from the ground and use it to coax the goats back in. So I did. And she was like, excuse me, that is my kid's lettuce. What are you doing? Oh, no, she did not. I was like, well, I you let the goats out. So I was just trying to get them back in. Do you want me to reimburse you for the lettuce? Is that what you asked her? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, and she was like, I roll, you know, whatever. It's like, also, it's knocked over on the ground. I don't even see you picking it up. I mean, I can sort of sympathize because that lettuce was probably like $10. But I mean, seriously, I took like two pieces. Anyways, so then, of course, my Ruby, who doesn't make very many friends, made friends with a little girl. And guess whose little girl it was? Oh, no. All day long, she's like, Hey, friend, come with me here. We're going to go do this here. My mom's going to take us to ice cream after. You want to go? Oh, no. And the mom, <laughs> this mom is like, no, she wasn't having me. Well, at least it was mutual. I thought I was problem solving. You were problem solving, but, you know. Whatever. Probably with a little toot. Yeah. So no, won't be going back to the petting zoo anytime soon. I, <laughs> I told you. Go to, go to Petco. <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, I will tell you a story today, and it also involves two ladies, and one of them did a little problem solving herself. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's get to it. All righty. This week's case comes from one of our listeners who is near and dear to me, my husband's stepmom and one of my two mother-in-laws who I love, Marietta. Does she really listen? I don't think she does. She does listen, and so do her friends. Oh, hi, Marietta and Marietta, Marietta's friends. I've always been a fan. True story. I know. Yeah. And we call her Mimi over here. Cute. She brought me this article recently out of the Dallas Morning newspaper and said, I have to do this case because they're making a show out of it. Oh, so smart. And so here I am back in Texas, doing a case out of Texas. Okay, listen, I have always said since way before we even thought about moving to Texas, right, that Texas has some crazy crime. True. It really does. But I am very hopeful that it's eased up on its psycho killers now that I'm here. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. All right. So I'm taking y'all to just north of Dallas to a town called Wiley. I have never heard of this town before. I was looking into this case. Have you, Gretchy? No, it sounds like Wiley Coyote, though. It does. It does sound like a good Texas name, too. Yeah. I also don't know a lot of Texas geography. So when people ask me, I'm like, I'm still learning. But Wiley, Texas, it's north of Dallas. In the 70s and early 80s, I think it was not like it was today. Then the population was less than 4,000, and today it's over 45,000. Okay. And growing. Just okay. like a lot of cities in Texas. Uh, like most places in Texas, the same as Wiley, nice people. They like to go to church. And sometimes not nice people that like to go to church. That happens. That does happen. I think you've met some before. Yeah. The Montgomery family was no different. Candy and Pat Montgomery were your typical suburban family. 
mom, Candy, dad, Pat, and two kiddos. Candy, the stay-at-home doting mother who taught vacation Bible school and Pat, the electrical engineer at Texas Instruments. Sounds pretty dreamy. Yeah. In 1978, Candy had already one school-aged girl and a preschooler, and she was just only 26 years old. She had always dreamt of marrying a real wealthy guy, one who provided her a life like the one she was leading. And after meeting Pat, she saw his potential in leading the life where she could stay home. But you know, that housewife role sometimes gets pretty boring, and admittedly so for Candy. I mean, with a name like that, I feel like you need some spice in your life. And Candy thought the same. She actually had been telling her friends around town that she was thinking about having an affair for a little fun. Ooh, not a couple things quickly, Candy. I don't think you need an affair for fun. I feel like you could play some tennis. An affair sounds like work. It does sound (laughs) like work. And let me get to that. It was work. Uh, And number two, I just wanted to say, I don't think you tell your friends that you want to have an affair. That depends what friends you're telling. You got some friends I would not trust with a secret, but you could tell me. I think I could tell you. But... I feel like if you say it, it makes you feel so bad inside. I don't know. Maybe not. She okay. seemed like it was... St. Tab. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's talking affairs with her friends. However, she didn't tell one of her closest friends, Betty, that that affair she was planning was actually with her husband, Alan. Damn. That's right. One night at a church volleyball game, Candy got a whiff of Alan, Betty's husband, and it sent all the right feels right up Candy's shorts. So after she couldn't stop thinking about Alan, she finally popped into Alan's car after choir practice and said, Hey, Alan, you smelled real good the other night, and I actually find you attractive. So let's have a secret affair. Just sex. Keep our marriages. Nothing gets all lovey-dovey. Pure fun in the sack. And that's it. Well, Alan, I'm sure, was taken aback at first. I mean, Candy was in fact his wife's friend. And his daughter often went over to the Montgomery's for playdates. So... Although this type of affair, easy, seemed like it could get a little messy. You think? <laughs> I do think so. I think yeah. if you're going to have an affair, not that you should. I um, don't. It can't should, be someone anybody never, knows. We never, we never advise it, but it should definitely not be in, like, the friend circle. That's that the worst. Real. That's the yeah, that worst of the bad. worst. Listen, It is the worst of the worst. If you're my friend and you cheat on your husband with my friend's husband, we're not friends either. Like, you are losing a lot of friends. I know. Okay, so actually, I met this guy in Cancun who happens to be a friend's boyfriend, okay? And he was telling me he was married. And 
I said, oh, why did you get divorced? And he said, because my wife was cheating on me. And I, you know, I'm inquisitive. So I questioned how he found out. And he said the new iPad had linked to the iCloud. And so yep. he was getting all of his wife's text messages. Yep. And she said she was going on a girl's night out wine, you know, thing like we all do. And the nope. His best friend was who they were couple best friends with, you know, the wife and the husband was texting her like, boinky, boinky, where are you coming? We're going to do this. And she was having an affair with her best friend's husband. Oh, that is so savage. You know, that iCloud is responsible for uncovering so many affairs and naughty pictures it is great but also everybody knows if you i mean again i don't advocate cheating but everybody knows you need they call it a bat phone that's what all the ladies around here call it a bat phone yeah you gotta get a second phone Ah, call it your bat phone just for your (laughs) your dirty business gosh it does seem like a lot of work you're right it's a lot of work how do you pay for that bat phone like with cash yeah (laughs) Go pick one up at the AT&T. Okay. Well, you know, let me go back to Alan, this little messy affair thing that he hasn't started up yet. Alice, Alan, let me tell you about Alan. He wasn't the type of guy that would have an affair. By the looks of Alan, I don't think any ladies were approaching him. He was balding, glasses, not the Brad dad type. Okay. He was not the ladies' man, okay? Okay. But Alan and Betty were very similar in family types to the Montgomery's, which was probably a reason that the two families became close. Betty was working as a school teacher. She didn't have as much time as Candy on her hands, and she soon got pregnant and was going to have another baby, so she was kind of busy. Candy actually helped Betty out a lot when she needed and took the girls a lot of places because they had girls the same age. Both couples attended the same church and had the same interests. So it took a minute for Alan and Candy to really seal the affair deal. Alan loved Betty, but she was quite a drab. She only wanted to have sex to get pregnant. And since she was a school teacher, she really wanted to get pregnant at a certain time so that it didn't mess like with her schedule. Oh, that's so funny. And she was depressed. She had postpartum from her first pregnancy that she never really treated. The doctor just gave her some Valium and said, you'll get better, sweetie. And I can imagine Valium doesn't make you pretty good in the sack either. No, I think it just like total downer. Yeah. Yeah. So Ellen did like the idea of spicing it up a bit, but actually getting the deed done came with time. Candy and Alan actually did a lot of planning and talking and negotiating before Candy basically said, We need to do this soon, or you're not getting any of this candy topping on your Sunday, Alan. Shoot, you just don't quit with those innuendos. I know. I love the name Candy. Yeah. This is so fun. You can play yeah. with that all day. Candy gave him the ultimatum, like, get to it, Alan. And Alan 
finally got to it. So the way that he did it actually is he gave her a card one night and it had some red hots in it. And so they booked their first rendezvous. From what I have read is that Candy was hoping for a little more fun from Alan, but it turns out that Alan was an amateur lover. I even read somewhere in one publication that Alan, although married with a child and one on the way, had never French kissed before. I'm dumbfounded. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if it's 100% sure true, but wowzer. Like, could you imagine? Uh, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. But I do know for sure that Candy was only the second person that he ever made whoopee with. So Betty was his first. Well, I don't know. Maybe they just like packed. Well, Candy feels like no the type action. that was like, oh, okay. This is like uh, somebody I can mold into showing what I like. Yes, for sure. And she did. She okay. did. She, so that's what, I'll bet you that, that money. that's when Candy would figure it out. Because if my husband came home with some new moves or something, I would be like, where'd you get that? Suspicious. Okay. So, so interesting enough, you're talking about Betty finding out, but yeah. interesting enough, I do think that he did want a little more action from Betty in the sack after he got some moves from Candy for sure. But this affair was very organized. One would get a hotel one week. The other one would get a hotel the next week. Candy would make lunch. They would eat and bang. Okay? Okay. As the affair went on, the Montgomery's and the Ellens kept it cool as families. They acted as if nothing was going on behind closed doors. And Candy even threw Betty a baby shower for her upcoming bundle of joy. But after some time, you know, things get boring. And by some accounts, Candy called it quits. And by other accounts, Alan called it quits. Whatever the breaking point was for their affair, I think it happened after Alan and Betty went to a couple's retreat through their church. Alan knew that he needed to break it off. And I think that they both were getting a little emotional in the affair, which is one thing that they decided they didn't want. Because they were married and they wanted to keep being married to their spouses. So both Candy and Alan decided to just remain friends and no more, you know, meetups at the motel. And also, let me tell you, I think it got a little too much work. I mean, Betty was making lunch every week for Alan and meeting him. And sometimes I think it was twice a week. And, you know, those butterflies, they only last so long. And I think that's really what Candy was looking for. Yeah. So while they were not sleeping together any longer, they still were seeing each other at church. And as you know, Betty and Candy were friends. So Betty's daughter, Alyssa, often stayed at the Montgomery's and Candy helped her out, especially since now Betty has a little baby. And on Friday, June 13th, 1980, Ellen went out of town like he did often on a work trip. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. 
enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. And Candy had Betty's daughter, Alyssa, from the night before. The girls actually had vacation Bible school where Candy was working for the week. And the girls wanted another sleepover. Alyssa had swim lessons that afternoon and Candy told Betty she would take her but needed to grab her swimsuit. So on a break from vacation Bible school, Candy ran over to Betty's to grab the suit. She was gone for a bit and back to the church to finish up the day at vacation Bible school. Later that night, she got a call from Alan asking if she had seen where Betty was or if she'd seen her during the day because Betty was not answering the phone. And it's not like Betty to not answer the phone when he was away. Candy said, yeah, I did see her earlier when I grabbed the suit, but I have not heard from her since. Well, Ellen was extremely worried about his wife. He'd been calling on and off all day, and now it was nightfall, and he just knew something was wrong. He called a neighbor to go back and check on Betty. The neighbor goes over there, looks in the garage, doesn't see Betty's car, And so calls Ellen back and says, it looks like Betty is gone. But Ellen knew it was not like Betty to go anywhere. So he called another neighbor who got with the first neighbor and then a third neighbor to go to the house. At this point, they do see Betty's old car 
guess he missed it the first time. So they go to the front door and it's unlocked. So the men walk right in. They began yelling for Betty, but all they found was Betty's little baby crying in the crib. She was dirty and wet and disheveled, and by the looks of it, she was there for hours. As they looked around the house, they opened the door to the laundry room, and they had one of those laundry rooms that comes in from the garage. It had like washer dryer and an extra refrigerator. Sounds like mine, actually. As they opened the laundry room door, they found a pool of blood and what looked like Betty. So they immediately called 911. Upon police's arrival, everyone thought that Betty had been shot. She was almost unrecognizable with what looked to be a shot to the head. And when Alan was told that Betty had died, he immediately thought she must have committed suicide since her depression hadn't gotten any better. Mm. But that is not how Betty died. Betty was murdered with an axe. An axe that was owned by the Gores, her very own axe. The scene now was a crime scene. And this one horse town most likely didn't have the most experienced detectives, but maybe it didn't need them. Turns out there was some bloody footprints in the house from a very petite foot and a bloody thumbprint. There was also blood in the shower running into the drain as if somebody had taken a shower or at least tried to wash something down the drain in the shower. Immediately, what do you think? It's candy. Well... That's right, because of the small footprint. Yeah. But the police immediately think, Alan. Well, and the police don't know about candy. That's right. They don't know about candy at yeah. this point. So they go to Alan, and Alan, of course, is out of town. We know that. And they ask if Alan has anything to hide. You want to tell us anything about your marriage? He says, no, 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 but uh, has mistake, a big mistake. No, but he does have a change of heart later and he calls them back and says, you know what? I did have an affair with Candy, but that was months ago. They hadn't been intimate and had hadn't had only seen each other as friends and returned to normal with no animosity. So Ellen was not worried that it was Candy at all. However, he does know that Candy was over there that day and a six-year-old witness across the street did see Candy running from the home. So immediately they're like, uh, small footprint, thumbprint, Candy was over there. Who else could it be but Candy? Right. So they bring Candy in, and sure enough, Candy's fingerprints match the one on the scene and the same shoe size, although they could not find Candy's shoes that she wore, or not the same shoe, you know? Yeah. So Candy was charged with the murder of her friend, at which time she denied and denied and denied, but quickly hired herself an attorney. 
The attorney was another friend from church and not a defense attorney, but Candy didn't mind. Don Crowder was his name. She liked him and thought he would be good enough for the job. So as the trial started, the shock of it all was when Candy herself went on to the stand to tell everyone what really did happen that day. She actually did kill Betty, but she killed Betty in self-defense. You see, when Candy went over to get the swimsuit real quick and some peppermints that were used to bribe Alyssa at the swim lessons, the two women were chatting in the living room. When Betty confronted Candy, asking her, hey, did you have an affair with Alan? Because I found all these letters and cards from Uh-oh. you to my husband. And Candy said, yeah, she copped to it. She said, I did, Betty. Yes, I had an affair with your husband, but it is long o- over. We have not been together in months. And Betty was right pissed. Well, yeah, I'd still be mad, too. Well, hello. Yeah. But also, don't get a burner phone if you want to have an affair and don't put anything in writing. That's so stupid. <laughs> well, you, in 1980, there were no cell phones, so <laughs> that was not the problem, okay? Still Those don't put letters. anything in writing. No, no, I can't know. be doing that. Letters, nope. cards, none of that. So Betty was not going to take it from this floozy any longer, acting like her friend. So she excused herself and came back holding an axe and telling Candy she would not have her husband. And Candy agreed. She said, listen, Betty, you can have him. It's not that good in bed anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she said that, but maybe. Basically, yeah. She did say, I don't want him. We're friends, blah, blah, blah. Betty, put the axe down. We're good. Don't have to go so crazy. And so Betty did. She put the axe down and the girls seemed to like get it back together. She's going to get the swimsuit, leave, whatever. And then Betty got a second wave of rage and decided to come after Candy. And as Candy started screaming, Betty said, shh. And that's when something inside Candy snapped. Something deep that she harbored for years when her mom once shushed her when she was in pain. The feeling of rage came over her and she wrestled the axe from Betty and started wailing on her to the point she hit Betty 41 times over and over and over and half of those times in her head. She then tried cleaning up a bit, but when it didn't work, she jumped in the shower fully clothed and went home, changed, dressed her two wounds given to her by Betty, which one were on the toe and one was on the head. She then went back to church and carried on her day as if nothing happened, trying to blank out all that she just did, which was murdered her close friend and ex-lover's wife. She went on the rest of the day in denial as to what actually happened inside the Gore home. So that defense actually was cooperated Corroborated? by a hypnotist. Cooperated? Is that it? corroborated 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 yeah with a hypnotist and a psychologist to prove candy's story and even a polygraph test that said candy was telling the truth as to how those events went down 
yeah, whatever. I'm no, no, not with it. I mean, no. I can see, I can believe that sure that shush triggered her, but 41 times you got bang somebody with an ax. Like, no, no, you did that. Some of that was just, you just plain, you did not like Betty's casserole or something, you know? <laughs> it does sound like that show. <laughs> Maybe you still wanted to bang Alan like a little bit. I don't know. I know. I don't know. But Sorry. let me tell you, the jury only was out for three hours on this. And the jury of mostly women, actually, they all sided with Candy. And Candy Montgomery was acquitted of the murder of Betty Gore. Shut the front door. Yeah, she sure was. Candy's attorney, although inexperienced in this type of trial, did manage to do a pretty darn good job considering the judge in this case did not think he did a great job because he kept doing things that uh, were not allowed and he got himself fines. And actually, he got himself four days in jail for all the stuff that he did wrong. But his client was free. So the, the, jury, the jury was mostly women. Yeah. Listen, I think in the 80s, you know, I watched a lot of Sally, Jesse, Raphael and Oprah. <laughs> Yeah. I think this is back when everybody was like, oh, I had all these repressed memories and all this shit, you know? Yeah, the, I know. I mean, the, I think the, that's why these ladies were buying that shit. Yeah, might be true. Might be true. Yeah. So I think also the prosecution just felt like they had a slam dunk case and they didn't anticipate this whole hullabaloo story. Oh, like OJ. Yeah, that happens. Got to stay and on top of your shit. So, you know, you have to be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And frankly, I think that I might have bought the reasonable doubt, too. Okay. But listen, many, many, many people do not buy the reasonable doubt. And they didn't buy it then and they don't buy it now. And then Candy got some death threats and... Even leaving the courtroom, she was called vulgar names, murderer, husband stealer, whore, you name it, back in the 80s, whatever they wanted to call those people they don't believe. She didn't last much longer in Wiley, Texas, just about eight days, actually. She packed her family up and moved to Georgia with Pat, who stood by her side the whole time. No way. Um, However, they did divorce, and she changed her name back to her maiden name and goes by the name Candace Wheeler now. She also works as a psychologist, once you know, with her daughter. Yeah, because all, all those psychologists are nuts. <laughs> they all go into <laughs> psychology for the th free therapy. Everybody knows that. No offense to any psychologists out there. Whatever, they you know did it. They know it's true. Okay. And yeah, so she's, she's a deep thinker. So she thought this out. Like, I know psychology shit. I was triggered. And that's before everybody used that word triggered. Yeah. Now that's everybody's like, that, That's when it was like a, a psychology term. True. Okay. 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 So Alan got remarried within, I think, three months, and he eventually lost custody of his kiddos. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but I think the stepmom was abusive 
So they were raised by their grandparents, and I think they are doing well, the two girls. The attorney, Don Crowder, would continue to be a local lawyer, but unfortunately, he passed due to suicide in 1998. He had four kids and a wife and just couldn't beat his own depression. And I think he got arrested. I'm not sure, but I think it was on alcohol charges. And he was real hard on himself to the point of self-destruction. I just can't believe she didn't get anything, like not even like second degree. Nothing. Or something. Nothing. So let me tell you, there is a book on this that I read. It's called The Evidence of Love by John Bloom and Jim Atkinson. The book is full of meticulous detail, which I think you will also see on a series coming out on Hulu with Jessica Biel called Candy. I think it's going to be real good. Okay. You guys should all watch it. Yeah. This book. You know, I haven't seen Jessica Biel in anything in a long time, but I like her. I like her too. Remember when you the used book... to be in love with Justin Timberlake before the oh, beast? Yeah, I... Tab was in love with yeah, Justin before Timberlake. The yeah. It must be the name. I like that name, Justin. Yeah. Justin Timberlake was my first love before the Beebs, and I still I still like him a lot. You, you know, it's the dancing. A guy that has moves like that really is a turn on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like the way he treated Britney. I know, I know. Okay, but he was young and stupid. Like, he was really young. And yeah. you probably don't like that he was also holding somebody else's hand when he was married to, to um, Jessica Biel. So maybe he's a douche, okay? Maybe. Listen. But Jessica Biel, I just think she's so beautiful. She is beautiful. And yeah. they have turned her into candy, and she looks just like her. I mean, they are very good about doing stuff like that. Let me tell you about this book really quick. Okay. Candy, Allen, and Pat gave a lot of information. Uh, these wow. guys must have got some some coin to pay them or something because they, I mean, the detail is so extreme. And at the end of the book, he thanks them for hours of grueling questions that sometimes got real painful, you know? They got into the nitty gritty. So I know all of those nitty gritties. I mean, if you want to read the book, great, go read it. But um, I'm sure it will all be in the series because it's, I don't know, like a 13 part series or something. So you can only imagine maybe eight, but that's a lot. Oh, I'm excited about that. It'll be like that um, Dirty John, the Betty Broderick series. That was so good. I loved that. This is how it's going to be. And there's some, you know. She, she she does. She makes the casseroles and all that stuff every single time they meet. I mean, it's it's kind of a spoof off that, too. But it's real. Like Candy, Candy made the made lots of food. I just can't believe this. Alan found somebody to marry him three months later. I mean, you would think that a woman might be a little scared that maybe an axe murderer was going to come get them. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, and he's not good in bed. So what? What? I don't get it. I don't know. People are desperate. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I could find her and ask her if you want. Yeah. Okay. But they got divorced too. They got divorced. Oh, that's right. So, okay. No, I mean I didn't tell you that, but I'll tell you that now. I don't think he's married they to got... that woman any longer. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. He's he's probably, I mean, could you only imagine? This is like such devastation for your life. You could never be the same ever. No. You you ruined your life by having an affair, whichever way you want to swing it, you know, like if you if Candy did it or didn't do it out of self-defense, it's because of your affair. Right. Because if you didn't have an affair, neither one of those ladies would be swinging an axe. An axe. It's so messy. I know. That's why I thought we did this one already, but we didn't. Some other axe one. It was another axe case. Yeah. Sorry. It was a little graphic. Two in a row, but not as bad as your last one. Last well, week. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's not usually our jam. And I, we won't be. Fortunately, I'm not that into that. And also, there's not very many killers who eat the people. So um, I don't think we'll be doing any more of those if that okay. was off-putting <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> uh, we did hear from someone who found it off-putting. Yes. Um, I understand. Don't worry. We won't do more. Yeah. But you did do a really great case this last week on Patreon, you guys, if you want to. No listen. murder involved. No murder. Actually, not even really a crime well it's a crime of the heart it is a crime of the heart but and i wish that it was kind of a crime but i don't think our legal system has figured out how to you know make that happen i know i feel like it should be a crime too you guys it's kind of like tinder swindler ish so uh that's on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime if you want that and you there's tons of content there if you guys have been binging our podcast and are almost at the end it's a good place to find more of us also find us on housewives a true crime group also we do a dieting group which Gretchen and I are now on the macro diet we're trying this out um, yeah we should update our little group about that yeah yeah let's do that um and that's housewives a true crime keto something on crack i mean keto on crack i mean oh yeah (laughs) or whatever's working for you or whatever is working for you which hopefully we're gonna try this macro thing out and it's gonna work for us other than that i think that's all folks please tell your friends about us if you haven't reviewed us on apple please do that that helps us get new listeners and mostly new listeners come from your suggestions to your friends so Thank you. Oh, and I've got a new hat that's coming out and our Patreon listeners will be the first to see it and get dibs on it. And it's real cute. Real cute. I think that's all. Clank, clank. Clank, clank.